Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. <laughs> fucking hippies. I am surrounded by fucking hippies. Hey, I know. Can you smell it? it can you smell me You're, from here? Always. Okay. Oh, me? Always. No, no. no. Melissa, Melissa always has, a, has oil, that. Essential oils. Essential oils. I do, Maybe too. I should run for president. Oh, <laughs> Did you have Marlboros with that? No, I didn't have Mar- Marlboros. Marlboros. No, I didn't. As in the cigarette? <laughs> yeah. She doesn't smoke. Oh, I don't. I was just I like. I actually do not smoke. I believe would, it or not. I you used, know, I love smoking. I used to love smoking. Oh, what a cup what, of coffee. Okay. And a cigarette um, in the morning. It was a Marlboro Light. You were a. Uh, Camelite. Camelite. Sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I would smoke the Jarum Blacks. I had a girlfriend that smoked Newports, and I went there. I used to smoke clove cigarettes. <gasps> yeah. Oh, the jars. goth girl mm. smoked clove cigarettes. Those all right, tasted so, so good. So, all hail Betty Buckley. <gasps> oh, oh, I really have a lot to say about Miss Collins. All hail Betty Buckley. All hail. Who's, uh, gonna, if she's not in town already, she uh, should be in town. Wait. She's doing the uh, she's doing the touring production of Hello, Dolly. Oh, get out of town. Yeah. I oh, saw that. I wish I knew anything She's about theater. She's in the touring production of Hello, Dolly. Mm, She's going to be at the Opera House. Are you if, going, Lisa? You need, probably, because oh, it's Betty Buckley. It's Betty. And if, you, if you're not following her on Twitter, you need to be following I well, saw that it's I'll ask if I can really trust her. Yes. It's spectacular. <laughs> All hail. This episode is dedicated to Betty Buckley. Oh. We love you, Betty. We love you so much, especially... In those 1970 gym shorts. <laughs> what are we going to open with, girls? Like, we're, we're, I think we're doing well, it. Well, we start, yeah, yeah. I think usually, it's just yeah, happening. Yeah. Well, I, we're, we're recording, and I'll probably oh. take some of this out in post, but, Wonderful. you know, it's all right. It's all right. So, I, it's all good material. So, my name is Lisa McColgan. Welcome to Stay Scary Spo- uh, Podcast. And uh, today's episode, we're calling it Plug It Up. It's about menstruation as a theme in horror movies. And with me, why don't you introduce yourselves? You go first, Yin. Hi, I'm Yin Kiefer. All right. And am I sitting close enough to the mic? You are fine. Am I sitting close enough to you? You are fine. Can you hear me? Yeah. How about now? Should I sit a little closer? No, no, you're good. No, no. You're good. Oh, I'm not wearing How about you? Should I sit closer to you? You got to put your headphones on. Oh, shit. Okay. I'll sit closer if you want. Oh, hello. Doesn't that make a difference now? Oh, I feel like... Terry Gross. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm Melissa Van Ham. All right. And um, yeah, I'm just here to talk about blood. Yeah. Blood. Yeah. Blood. Blood. So um, yeah, we're talking about because uh, we we talked we, we we briefly touched on this in episode one, which was uh, the final, final girl, girl. Yeah. talking about uh, the terror of of womanhood, especially as regarding male horror filmmakers, and yeah. Blood is scary. W- girls coming into themselves is blood, scary. Blood is. Well, all three of these movies, what are we, we're talking about uh, Carrie. Yep. The original Ginger Snaps. Yes. And The Exorcist. Yep. Yeah. I mean, this is, they're all sort of 
they're all around menstrual blood and postmenopausal women. And well, I, I thought The Exorcist doesn't. And it, here, here's the thing: the the other two movies, Ginger Snaps and um, Carrie, there it's explicit. Sexuality is explicit. The blood is explicit. The menstruation is explicit. But with The Exorcist. I feel like they just hinted more at things like sexuality was hinted at. You know, you look Dude, at Reagan what, bouncing down the stairs. She masturbated with a crucifix, the most horrifying scene. No, the most horrifying blood scene. In The Exorcist? What, w- what would you say? The most horrifying blood scene? Oh, well, the spider walk. When- well, that was cut from the original. Yeah. yeah but, but, okay. All right. Well, All right. I'm, I'm just saying. But, that, but, but still, it, I thought that was terrifying. But the blood, yeah. the, I think one of the most terrifying scenes is when they wheel her in for that test. Oh, yeah. And she's got okay. the blood all over the sheets and, it, and, and, and blood spurting the, out of her, her neck. neck. That, yeah. It was almost as though they didn't slow that down in time or anything, but would. So I watched Exorcist on I'm 50. Okay, so here we are at some perimenopausal. Yeah, we're all for the sea. We should all be walking on a beach somewhere talking about We've our got flow. Dusty ovaries, but that's not true. I'm menstruating right now. I'm very sorry. Yeah, well, I you know. find that I'm spotting a lot more. Okay, well, I'm free and clear. I'm, I, well, I mean, I'm not spotting right now. I did spot a little bit yesterday. Did spot a little bit yesterday. You were know, you expecting I, it? No, but if we were no, in a it happens. Movie, I'm, I'm, yeah, we're out. Postmenopausal women, men. What are we good for? Oh, please, I'd be. Delinquent. We're not good for sex. Damn you! Why you do this to me? Damn, damn me! Damn, damn me! Damn, 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 damn me! Why? Damn but me. postmenopausal women, right? Well, unless you're talking about witches, I mean, the crone is sort of like the the post perimenopausal postmenopausal, which is where we're heading. Yeah, but there's nothing. But I do think. But, but what do they? A woman becomes not useful to a man anymore. You can't have children. You don't. You, the trope, right? We desire sex less. We need some fucking lube or something, right? <laughs> like, we're no good. <laughs> right? Nobody wants that. Well. So, and then I'm thinking about these girls and these movies, and they're young they're and they're getting their period. And that first scene, let's talk about Betty Buckley, shall we? All right, let's talk oh, about yeah, let, let's yeah. talk about. Let's go to Carrie. Let's talk about yeah, let's Carrie. Talk, let's yes, go. The, how it starts is this very uh, s- soft core scene of of Carrie lathering. I was all up in that uh, on the living room, lathering <laughs> two a.m. when we got HBO. I was like, yes, sissy Spacek <laughs> lathering herself up in slow mo in the shower. Poor sissy. Poor sissy. And and then you know all of a sudden realizing in in, in a scene very reminiscent of. Psycho, by the way, with the yes. blood going down the train. Which was used, you know, that was, um, do you know what they used? To, Bosco. It was Hershey's Charlie. Oh, it was Hershey's. Oh, I thought it was Bosco. It, was, it might have been Bosco in Night of the Living Dead, or that might have been Hershey's too. What would they, losers mix, we are that we know them. Mixing it with corn syrup, were they doing that then? Mixing it with corn syrup? Yeah, because I, I do fake blood sometimes, and you mix corn syrup with... I do fake blood, blood sometimes. <laughs> 
I was gonna let I that go. a lot of things. You're so crafty. Lisa is gonna let that go. I was yeah. just gonna let that go. I do fake blood sometimes. Oh no, I'm not gonna let it. Oh, okay, no. Carrie. Carrie, so Carrie. So she's lathering herself up. You know, the blood's going down the drain. And and she's freaking out because, you know, Piper Laurie has not has not taught her about the menstruation. Only about her dirty pillows. Um <laughs> They can see your dirty pillows. Um, so, the raven was called sin. Say so, it. The raven was called sin. <laughs> Say it. <laughs> so, so she has no idea what's happening to her. It's it's the vagina as the about, gaping like, wound. So, and also, so what was that movie? Seventy eight, seventy seven. Ooh, I can tell you. It was 76. Okay, so, but the book was written, Stephen King wrote the book in 73. So Mm -hmm. here we are in 1973, early 70s, second wave feminism, right? Yes. This was already terrifying the male population. Oh, please, they were frightened. As frightened as as people are. So, yeah, so So that's happening. And also at the same time that that's happening is a rise of fundamentalist uh, evangelical Christians in the yeah. 70s. So we have the rise, the second wave feminist movement. The moral majority. And the moral majority That's right. comes in. And so here's Stephen King re- writes the book. But in the movie, I haven't read the book in a long time. But Me neither. So, but, but there's Piper Laurie representing your fundamental mm-hmm. Christian. And here you've got, but I think just that sight of like... The blood between her thighs, which yeah. we as women, we see that because mm-hmm. you get your period like you know when you're wearing white shorts in fucking gym class. Oh sure. <laughs> so we're used Never to fails. it. Not that. Like, Want to get your period? Wear white pants. Exactly. But, exactly. You know, for a man, like they could never imagine blood between their legs. It's almost like a meta. Uh, it, it's like a. It's a well, like jumping ahead. Well, jumping ahead to ginger snaps. Jump ahead. Jump ahead to ginger jump, snaps jump, when jump. the <laughs> when the when Jock Boy there, uh, yes. you know, has sex with Ginger and starts oh, yeah. bleeding out of his penis, and he's like freaking out. <laughs> he's got blood on the front of his pants. I think that's the most wonderful, wondrously excellent scene I've ever seen. Like some guy like freaking the fuck out because he's bleeding out of his out of his. You know, that his movie, Ginger Snaps, yeah. I think was kind of went under the radar. But that's a real feminist movie. Ginger and I've Snaps, heard arguments. I've heard arguments from the other side of that that's saying that any horror movie that displays burgeoning womanhood as as evil and destructive and malevolent is is not feminist. I don't agree with that, especially when it comes to Ginger Snaps. Not Ginger Snaps. When I saw Ginger Snaps, I was like, holy shit. It was such a contrast to me from the other two movies where in The Exorcist, Reagan, I mean, all of these girls come into their power. Mm-hmm. Um, telekinesis. They, yeah. Or, yeah. or yes, you know, yep. telekinesis, lycanthropy, or, or... Or her sexual power. Or being, snaps, or, or like werewolf. having all the, uh, you know, possession powers that you get, like when your body is possessed by a demon, you get these special powers, right? And um, it's scary. You know, the women, women coming into their sexuality... Um, you know, our sexuality kind of is our power, right? So, mm-hmm. and that's scary to guys. They don't know what to do with that, right? And like, think about how the men are portrayed in these movies. So, in Carrie, they're paternal, 
I think you know? they're all men and Carrie, in my opinion, are completely inconsequential characters. Yeah, I think I, I would. I, think I they're needed for some. Well, yeah, things. they're 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 necessary, but they're not they're necessary to keep. This the is plot not a story forward, about them, but at it's all. not a story about no, them. No, but Billy Nolan. You know, so we had Billy Nolan with the with the I'll open it fine with the bucket of blood. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> that was actually with the bucket of blood crack, and then um, Coca Cola. Yep, and then you know Tommy Coke Ross. adds life, and so does menstrual blood. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> T- uh, Tommy Ross, you know, kind of treats Carrie in a very paternal way, you know, and and the principal who is clueless is also, you know, kind of a paternal figure. But there is an absence of a male figure in that household. Same thing with um, same thing with uh, the exorcist. Mm-hmm. And to some degree, even though there is a, a, a male body present, dad's Engine checked Smith. out. Yeah, dad's totally checked out. He's checked he out. He doesn't want to hear about the period stuff at the dinner table. He's like, yeah. And mom knows it, too, because right. she says to, you know, the girl, she's like, she says to Bridget, she yeah. says, we can just burn the house down and leave, I think. But like, isn't it interesting in Ginger Snaps how all the women... Who is in that? Is that Mimi Rogers? Yes. Yeah. Overall, isn't that funny? Okay. So, but they're gleeful. They, there's just, I think I haven't seen it a lot. There's mm-hmm. a scene where she goes to the nurse's office, and and she's like, "Isn't it wonderful?" Like they're all extremely gratified and happy mm-hmm. that she has got her period, and she's like, "This is some fucking bullshit." Hello. What is that? I think we have our first caller. The call's coming. I from, the call is coming I from wish, inside the house. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the Inside the, inside Wait, what the was vagina. The, um, Who is it? What was the tagline? I'm the devil. The tagline of... Um, Ginger Snaps? Ginger Snaps was, they don't call it the curse for nothing. Yes. I think the curse. <laughs> oh, I got the curse, yeah. What did, oh, did I call it the curse? I don't, we didn't it call it anything. My friend. Oh, my Listen, friend's here. They did call it the or, curse. She's or, like, oh, no, but I'm talking in personally, our lives. Oh, 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 in oh. our lives. It was like my friend. Oh, Aunt I got Flo. my friend, Aunt Flo. Aunt I've Flo. got my friend. Okay, that time of the month. You never I called had five it older brothers. Yeah, you, well, my mother was like fifty something by the time I got my period. No, okay, because she had me when so she was, was forty-one. How, how old were you when you got your period? I was, Am I allowed to ask? I that feel question? like I was late. I was 13, no, and I was everyone 13. was already making I fun was of me. I was 12. Mother didn't say she, my boyfriend's mother worked at the Tampax factory. Oh, my God. This is brilliant. So um, she called my boyfriend's mother, and a large shipment of giant pads <laughs> were delivered to my home. We had a um, closet opposite the toilet in our downstairs bathroom. Oh, she took care of you. And it was like our soda and our Humpty Dumpty all dressed up chips from Maine and thousands of pads. Wow. I didn't even, I went to college with no knowledge of a tampon. I thought I could never swim. Like, I, and I got, and then my girlfriends were like, what do you mean you can't go swimming? And I was like, I've got my beer. 
and they were like, "Plug it up." Are you from Maine? But I, I felt. So Are you sp- from Maine? I, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> and my mother's really old, and also gave me a set of 1950s encyclo- health encyclopedias. Wait, can I ask this what? question? Were these the pads with the garter? No, that's way. She's not that old. She's that's not that very old. Judy Blue. Okay, no, not right. that old. no, I remember reading that. That's, is it? Is it are you there, God? It's me. Yeah. yeah. And the whole you know, that was they a real period the movie. Piece. Remember, it's called menstruation, and 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 reading this and, and hearing about all the belt and everything, and I was just like, the what? belt was real, yo. What? Oh no, I know it's real. Think I have I have a couple of vintage hey. belts still in the package in a frame oh. on my bathroom wall. That's pretty good. <laughs> so everyone, come on over. It's the history. Well, I mean, of, you know, think of about poor um, Karen Grassel on the prairie. All right. Mm. They were just stuffing rags up there. Yeah, That's why yeah, we're on the rag. Yeah, on the rag. Anywho, the rag. I think anyway. we've. Well, no, this really is going to go all over the place. Been distra- the way, yeah. But okay, I mean, so but the horror. All right. Okay, yeah. The horror. So, so horror. Where, were we, where were we again? Um, we're oh. talking about my free menstrual pads. Yes, from well, my yeah. boyfriend's fr- mother. Yes, which she call. Your boyfriend's mother. She thought well, she was she helping. Worked, she thought she was being helpful because she yeah. knew she worked at the Tampax. Friend. And then I went that back. To, I went back us. to the dinner table. So I have five brothers, and one time when I was ten, I had all boys' bikes, of course, mm-hmm. and I had fallen oh, onto the bar, and Ow. that really hurts your twat. <laughs> like, I know it's okay if somebody's making us bleed. It's okay hurts. if you know someone's hacking us to pieces. But God forbid we control our own bleeding. Right, right. Well, and it's that it's that joke that that joke. You know, never trust anything that bleeds for more than five days and lives. You know, like that. Just that total misogynistic. That's like, so bad. like I'm just like, hey, are you kidding? Listen, I, you know, fuck that. I mean, I think pulp fiction or this pulp films, right? Yeah. So what would we be talking Sorry. about? Um, pulp. Pulp. Sometimes your period can be pulpy, can't yes. it, gals? Yes. I mean, All extra right? pulp. Yeah, I hope the men are going to enjoy this fucking episode. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> um, oh, we'll see. So where? Wow, I just oh, yeah, lost yeah, my we train just, of yeah, thought. Well, no, oh, yeah, so just, pulp. We were talking about like first, so, first menstruations. And, and so, she, so, but what about that? Let's go you back know, to let's Paul. Let's talk about Betty Buckley a little bit. All right, we'll talk let's about Let's talk Betty. about Ms. The gym, Collins. The, the gym, yes, Miss Collins. Because what is her role, really? So it seems so she's sort of a benefactress. Miss Collins is... is she she's she's the mother that Carrie uh, I guess should have should have had maybe you know but I feel in, like in she's the a traditional character it's, well she's troublesome because like oh well you know a little mascara well, right no, no, no offense to Betty Buckley we love you Betty we love you Betty please please hug me we love you Betty we love you um, but you know yeah it's like oh, put a little blush on and a little curl in your hair now see you know you're right so you're she's not just you're not a her. you're not a monster or. And other. Well, and she, yeah, she's trying to make her into the prototype of acceptable female in, in, in right. the school. You and, know? And, and veering off a little. She, up, she means well. but Right. Right. Well, it's like it's like Molly Ringwald's character in The Breakfast Club when she gives uh, Ellie Sheedy the makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fucking but does, at yeah. the end, when the pig's blood is dumped. Yeah. Does and Carrie's like, you know, is she's like panning the. Yeah. Oh, panning yeah. Is it gym? Betty Buckley She laughing? gets it. No. no, no, she 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 imagines that. Well, she imagines that she's laughing with that whole. They're all gonna, gonna laugh at you. you. So, do you think? So, I do. You, would you consider Carrie a revenge film? 
Hmm. A revenge film. That's um, not that's that's not what initially comes to mind. No, I'm just asking because I think it's seen as a revenge film, it's right? It's seen because as a she... revenge film against like the mean girls and the people who don't understand her and organized religion. Um, I, I think on on the surface, it could be taken as that. Do you feel like it's more of a cautionary tale? I feel maybe? that it's more as though. <sighs> You know, she she did Carrie's always done everything she's told, right? Right. Be it kneeling on rice or whatever she's doing in the closet. Yeah. Hey, and like You've been you peeking know, into my childhood? Doing the stuff. Yes. Kneeling on rice. I don't even know where that came from. That's I'm some gonna, Asian uh, <laughs> discipline okay. that I can speak about. Okay. I, I can't wait. But, but I won't. So <laughs> she's very done triggering that. For and me. Then she's, Thanks a lot. And, and then isn't it just like, couldn't it be just like, you know what? We, you do the right thing sometimes, and everything still fucking sucks. Well, yeah, and it's funny you in know? episode two um, when we were talking to Steve Halligan, and, and he was saying that you know, he, and and I think this is the case with Stephen King is that there's no redemption. Yeah. It's the same thing with The Shining. There's there's no redemption in you know in in these characters. You know, there's no happy little ending where Carrie gets to be the prom queen. After all, I mean the the ending of that movie is classic, is, is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nobody like nobody is spared. not even. Um Amy, Amy Irving's Irving. character. Amy Irving. She's no one is spared. Life. Nobody is spared in that movie. And so her hair. Wow. That hair. Right. Um, but the, is that revenge? I mean, like that hair is some revenge. I'm telling you. No, right I'm now. wondering if I don't think it is a revenge movie. I, no, I it's not a revenge movie. I think. I think it. I was just wondering. I because I was just I was reminded of what Steve Halligan was saying about about the no the no redemption thing. Um, I think. I think there's it's it's about unchecked, unbridled uh, power um, coming coming into the into this sort of you know power within yourself and why didn't you tell me, Mama? Why didn't you tell me? <laughs> but is it so so you know like I think about that, but it's like not only are women feared like externally. But we're feared internally, like they, we grow babies, shit falls out of our uterus, <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so not, it's just it's a complete monstrosity. And oh, like, please. I mean, mo- and modern- Mom doesn't even, like, address any of this stuff until Listen. she gets home and she's like, after the blood come the boys. The you know, world needs yeah, like dress her thing. If men yeah. have their periods, there would be special fucking hospitals set up for them to lay down in for a week. Menstrual huts. You know, menstrual I mean, in some, in they some have, cultures, there are menstrual huts. Yeah, the because, red tent. Right, because you're... you're Unclean. And, and you're, un- unclean. you're unclean. Not allowed to touch food. Not allowed to prepare food. Um, well, I know that. You cannot be, t- you know, like menstruation But it wouldn't be, it would be, it would be a man cave. But you if know, they, men they, had this. We're having our time. We're we having- wouldn't pay for menstrual products. No. Those would be government subsidized. Much like my factory pads. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to keep coming back to it. I this think that's... Is- that's a this fantastic. It's the greatest story ever. Sorry to keep coming back. No, to no, I, that's, I'm. That, oh, that's, so I fell on the bar of my bicycle. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Sorry. And we digress. It hurt, and so I went in the bathroom. They're all having dinner. I came home, my ten speed, and I called my mother weekly from 
because I had blood on my underwear. Yeah. Uh, and then when I came back to the table, nobody spoke to me. <laughs> wow. Everyone, they, my mother thought I got my period, everyone, and they just were like pushing around canned peas. So like, so like you can imagine what had happened at the dinner table while you were like getting ready to go downstairs. Like what, what? transpired there that all your brothers and well, you're just, getting set up to be like attacked by I mean, a, a lichen folk. just a microcosm yeah. of the larger world. Like we're not supposed to show our blood. Absolutely. Like Tampax makes like secret there's secret tampons. With a little, have you noticed that sometimes they look like candy? They're wrapped yeah. in these like happy little plastic and you want to put them in a bowl and put them on the coffee table. Or you've got little OB like, bullets. I like the OB bullets though. But I mean it's just like Here's a secret pearl to put up your bleeding twine. <laughs> and you Pearls. can carry it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I got the Diva Cup. That was a life changer for me. Oh, I can't be digging in there for that. I can't. See, I yeah, I, I could I could I you could are I could dig. hippying me. I'm yeah. I didn't really think of it it's that way. Hippie. But you know what somebody told me the other day? We were because I, I they told me that they actually paint make paintings with their menstrual blood. I'm good with that. Yeah? Like, like good, no, you're not, good. You're, you're, you're all, all, she's you're not all gonna, set with it. As a New Englander would say, I'm all set, kid. I'm all set, kid. <laughs> I don't need to that be seen. That sounds like they should be in prison. I'm not, I'm not making no works buying, out of my period blood, kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to well, paint. I'm not. I'm not about. Uh, yeah, no. Well, I initially was like, you paint with your menstrual blood. What do you like? Squat over a canvas and like, you know, it's yeah, like a Rorschach test. How do you collect yeah. it? How do you, in the diva cup you collect it and then she paints with it? Oh, I. She's not painting with my menstrual. Blood. Oh, I understand. Yes, I, she's not painting with my. I'm just like, hey, I'm out of supplies. Yin, you got any? No, <laughs> no, but it. You, like I don't. I dump it out. But like there are other like like you know people okay. that do witchcraft right, and stuff. Sure. Can I just talk about this one quote from The Exorcist? Absolutely. Where she says, your mother sucks cocks in hell. Like Mm -hmm. that, that was like the big, like shocker line in the movie, don't you think? Like, it was a definitely a, like for that time. I, like, I think. That, oh, sure. You know, the, but and that gets back to you know, what's what's the uh, it's the the quote that Father Marin says. You know, when like why why her when when Karis asks you know why her why is you know why and it's. And and Marin says something about it's to, it's to you know it's to make you lose hope just like so that so that we so that we lose faith so that we lose hope because when you take the most innocent thing you know this this little girl who you know speaks to Captain Howdy in in the in the in the laundry room the and board, yeah. and and makes these little puppets and is this cute little girl until you know she hits thirteen and then becomes this raging monster. That I mean, it, it it's just sort of it's that when when they're when they're when yeah, it, on the one hand, you know, he's talking about the the supernatural possession, but but there is something to be said about um, you know you you take this this lovely pure streamlined hairless little girl, you know, and then overnight she becomes this hypersexualized you know. Pig-like monster, 
Well, I'm a parent of an 11-year-old girl. <laughs> I'm so sorry. She's like 35, really? Yeah. 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 And she's she she's mastered the eye roll like nobody's business. So, you know, when Reagan does that thing with her eyes and, you know, while she's possessed, I'm like, yeah, I can relate to that. But, um, you know, but yeah, you know, you take this, this person that you've known all of your life as a sweet, innocent child, and then all of a sudden... She she changes on you. She changes, and you know, n- my daughter, thankfully, not to the extent Reagan does in the movie. But well, it's like that book, Finding Ophelia. Uh, there was a book years ago um, called Finding Ophelia, and how um, when girls hit that age, the tween age, and and they stop. Um, they stop becoming like the friend and confidant of the mother and, you know, and start rebelling and start acting out. Um, it's and, and then they, they lose they lose that self-confidence or that that um, self-confidence, I guess, is fine. But that poise, that that sense of self. And then when they hit oh, it's puberty a tough time. and it's um, oh, yeah, I it's mean, seventh grade, time. you couldn't pay me to do seventh grade yeah. again. No, um, I, but you, it's weird because, you know, my daughter is becoming this adolescent. But she's still losing baby teeth. Like, right. It, it, like oh, that, sure. that sucks, you know, or, or you're relating, you know, you're trying to relate to other people like a kid, but you're not and mm-hmm. they're not. And it's, it, you know, it's hard to find a rhythm, I think, when you're that age. You know, I, I remember being that age and it was a really awkward time for me. I got my period on Thanksgiving, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Talk about plug it up. Yeah, we were, my mom was stuffing the turkey and I was, you know, <laughs> getting my period. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> wow. Wow. But yeah, I mean, with the exorcist, well, it's not, you know, it's not specifically about menstruation. It is sort of about... I think a lot of the sexual overtones are... are hint. I mean, some things are in your face, like your mother sucks cocks in hell. Mm -hmm. There's the whole, you know, she takes her mother, her mother's face and puts it right up to her crotch and lick me. That's pretty insane Yeah, you know, but Reagan, that's while she's under the influence of the demon. Like, when when the demon goes out of her, she's bouncing around, you know, like this innocent kid. Like, nothing ever even happen, you know, right? And except, you know, when she sees the the collar, the collar with the with the with Karis's friend, right? And she gives him a kiss on the cheek. There's like a there is a little remembrance, you know, or, of what well, happened. You know, so going back to what you were saying about the priest, like you know, saying like why, mm-hmm. you know, why, why it's her? happening, and yeah. like you're saying like because it's an innocent, it's, it's like a. I've been asking why me for, um, <laughs> but you know, like so the first scene actually is really weird, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. know what's happening. They're in like a rat or something mm-hmm. and Iran. it's just like some miss the music and the howling dogs and all that so you're in this world of religion or mysticism he's on a dig mm-hmm. or something yeah right? he's on an like, archaeological find dig the and thing he finds Pazuzu and, yeah and then all of a sudden I'm going to start calling my period or what's left of it Pazuzu yes do it <laughs> Pazuzu has come to visit and Captain then Howdy you go to Georgetown <laughs> yeah 
and and but and then I think but you know Peter Blatty that was a pretty good novel I I read it when oh, I was yeah. like nine yeah. or something I remember reading and that too. but when he was writing that also so here's this confluence of feminism and and look at the okay and I think it's interesting in The Exorcist right that that she's a, an actress so yes yeah. this, this sort of uh, the film within the film or whatever she's a single she's, mom and an actress and a single mom and she can have it all she's a bit permissive there's a lot of drinking right the party mm-hmm. oh Dennings I mean. That was her boyfriend, right? Right. right. That's He's one of my die up there. My I, that's my one of my favorite scenes when she takes the piss in the party. Yeah, I just she I just, literally took the piss. Yeah. yeah, she she yeah takes yeah she takes piss in the party. Yeah, that's a really that's a really disturbing scene too. It um, really is because she just walks down. And you know, her you, it's something and, you expect a little little kid to do, and 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 yeah. So there, she's she's in this in between stage where she's doing things that you'd expect a child to do, but then she swings wildly in the other direction where she's using this. You know, she becomes hyper hyper like demonically sexualized but is there something to say about like you know i always hear i feel like we're going back to innocence corrupted and then who do we turn to the mm-hmm. traditional they Religion, turn to the church men, they well, turn yeah, to the church. the church it's funny innocence corrupted and for these girls they they die after after everything happens. They well, we die. Don't know. But we don't know. in ginger snaps, do we? Because that's ambivalent. Yeah, the ending oh, of the, the right. first well, ginger she stabs snaps. Her, you don't, yeah, she stabs her sister. But she, then ginger got stabbed. Yeah. But she she. But we don't really see her die. She takes her sister's blood, Bridget. Yeah. So do, we don't know. But there uh, is a ginger snaps. The beginning. There's yeah, a there's snaps. a whole ginger, so ginger snaps franchise universe. Oh, yeah. I kind of just wish they'd left it at they, that. Yeah, of course. But I, I did not see those. Yeah, doesn't matter. Should I see them? Nah, no, no, no. But I think ginger snaps is the most. Well, I was thinking of like, it's so kind of queer to me too because mm-hmm. the sisters' relationship is. You know, it's a bit close, it's, and 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 all men are they're they're no they're not um, subscribing to any hetero norms. Mm-hmm. They're kind of oafish. Movie. They're either oafish or they're just. Um, but I mean, the ineffective. Girls. The, the, I mean, girls. The, the, the girls, the men they reject are, the men all are hetero norms. They don't even give the guys names, right? Don't they just call them like? Uh, hmm. um, no, I think Jason McCarty yeah. and Sam. Yeah, they have names. Um, but I like how Ginger, she's, you know, I think you t- we talked a little bit before the recording and you were talking about how Ginger, she's having her first sexual experience with Jason McCarty and he's, you know, wanting to take charge. And what does she do? She flips that right over, you know. Yeah, well, she eats him. Yeah. Doesn't she? Does she eat him? Well, I mean, she does something well, enough, enough to make his pee pee bleed. Yeah, she makes his she turns him. bleed. She makes his pee pee bleed. She turns it. Well, like, I get, I would, I his thought like, peener. I was like, I, I was thought so like, yes, he was an STD at like at that point in the movie. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't use protection. Here we go. We're talking about safe sex kids. Safe sex. Oh, no, but so. Okay, and I, I don't know why I would say, well, did you see the movie It Follows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, for me, that movie, this has nothing to do with this podcast, but like the way they were, ha- it was, a, to me, that movie was about the AIDS crisis, to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'd need to watch it again in, yeah. with that I mean, in I mind. Yeah, I think I'm just throw, saying random shit. You know why? Because you put a microphone in front of me. That's true. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's the beauty of the of other post. The other random thing too, um, you know, and we talked about this a little bit was teeth was uh, vagina dentata. Yeah, oh, yeah. And we talked about that in the first great... I think the first episode too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and like I think you can totally do in a whole episode on. The, you know, images. Vajayjays. Well, it's like when we're talking about vagina, the descent. Vagina. I mean, like this, the descent is just they all just go into a giant vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. I feel like it's a lesbian dream right now. Giant. <laughs> vagina. Vagina. Love that movie. I'm going to watch that tonight. Thank you. The Big yeah, Lebowski? Sure. Uh, no, or the no, descent. The descent. The descent. The descent. Oh, it's all chicks. That's a lesbian favorite. <laughs> we love that. Really. All right, I'm going to bounce back to Ginger Snaps. Do it. Is something I was think, thinking about in the relationship of the two sisters, which I think is interesting. Um, just remembering being that. I mean, I think that they they came into it kind of late. They they Ginger started menstruating a little a little later uh, into her teens. But I was thinking about being like eleven and twelve, and and that whole Judy Bloom thing of like you know who's going to get their period first, you know who's going to do this, and and you know we used to kind of we would we would l- like launch tampons and in, into the sink, you know we'd fill the sink up with water and and and, and watch it like blow up and just be like what the with my sister friend. my sister okay. and my friends and and but you know as one by one you know your friends start getting it and and then they then they belong to this sort of secret yes. club and you feel really betrayed and I definitely got that sense with Bridget and um, and ginger you know ginger gets it before Bridget does and they don't get it at the same time and you know there's this you know, betrayal, the sense of, you know, I'm going to be interested in other things now. You know, I'm going to be interested in, in eviscerating men. And, and yeah, and, and yeah, so, you know, and she is. But I was thinking about that because, yeah, I mean, it's it's menstruation is is scary on on a whole lot of levels because and then you know you feel if you don't have it yet you feel left out you're out of this you you don't want it because it's horrifying to think about but at the same time your friends now have it and they're part of this and 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 they're almost looking at you like like you're just a child that is exactly what happened to me yeah i remember a child and also i was like a little lesbian too. Yeah. So there's my other Wait, otherness. You're a lesbian. I know. <laughs> Thanks Stop. for telling me that because I don't assume anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm totally. I'm to. I'm totally joking. I knew. I knew. <laughs> if, you, if nobody knows I'm a lesbian, dude, I'm wearing. Do you see these holes? What That's the Crocs? My integrity leaking out of the holes. <laughs> See that? But you know what? Because I'm menopausal, my I can't stand in shoes anymore. Like the shoes that I mm-hmm. used to think. Oh yeah, I mean, like I'm wearing dude, sandals, and I'm, like, I'm dreading the colder weather because, dude, like, I can't stand I'm having buying, to cover you know up what? my feet. I'm 50. I'm not coloring my hair anymore. Periods no, over. I'm still doing that, and I'm buying the fucking winter Crocs and chocolate brown bitches. And you know how I know I'm a basic B? That model is all sold out. <laughs> 
<laughs> in almost every size. I was like, oh, I'm going to be See, so I'm, not, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not buying into this. Like, Listen. you stop bleeding and you become basic. Nope. I, no, no, Lisa, no. I know you would never do that. But as far as my feet are concerned, I bought Birkenstocks this year. You didn't, didn't have Birkenstocks before? I, I, in a previous. You're a fucking hippie lesbian from Maine. I know. How you know what? You not- because I got a city girlfriend, Mary Ellen, my best friend now right. still. And um, she very perfunctly went to my closet. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. Where there were like literally nine different stripes of Trier torn sneakers. This is 1989. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was hot pink polo shirts I believe a sweater dress you know I don't yeah Mary Ellen I know there was a sweater dress she just took it all away and said let's start over (laughs) and I said all right and then I just wore a black t-shirt and it was the 90s yeah so we probably were all looking very similar I was I know what you were looking like yeah yeah I've uh, seen photos. Uh, Yin's about to. What are you doing? Remember oh, these? Oh my God! Yeah, the big platform foamy sandals. Are those back in style, or did you just always have those? No, these are these are back. They had them at the outlet over at assembly, and I said I need a pair of I these. I can't wear those. My ankles just like give out. I they, they, I just can't. Yeah, They're so can't. squishy but and did, comfy. But I did I drove have past them. the assembly square mall, and I've never. I've never been to malls in my life. And I was like, I, I was like, where am I in Massachusetts still? Like, I have no idea. Dorothy, where, where are you now? But I've heard of that place. Yeah, the assembly, the assembly. Assembly Row. The assembly, assembly Row. row. The, what does that mean? Well, it's, it's, it's outlet It's a stores. mecca of, in, of oh. consumerism. No, but, but they have Clarks there. They have a Clarks They outlet. do. They have, they Clarks have nice, there. comfortable shoes there, okay. Melissa. You'd like it. I know. It. Fuck you. I'm not buying Clarks. Uh, <laughs> I own Clarks. What the I fuck? I won't even buy shoes at L.L. Bean. I'm like, what's next? Lined jeans in the winter? <laughs> Well, I mean, the only thing that's saving me is like nothing, right? (laughs) Nothing. These tattoos, maybe this T-shirt, but the feet, the footwear. I'm sorry, Lisa. Hey, listen, no, you run out of all the fucks. And I meant to tell you that. So you stop bleeding, you run out of fucks, and I I think that's that's true to to a certain extent. Um, But you know, I'm certainly not going to give up. Oh no, I'm not into elastic waist pants. Yeah, comfort fit, comfort fit. Yet, (laughs) I think you could be selective about your fucks. You can still give fucks. You just have to put them in different places. Yeah, yeah. So back. Just go back to back. Speaking of fucks, so. Um, <laughs> All right, you're consulting your notes because yeah, I've got no. yeah, I've got I've got notes here too. There's the the only movie where there's any fucking is Ginger Snaps. True. Yeah. There's yeah. no yeah. Cause I don't think yeah. No, there's no fucking there, yeah. Because there's it's it's the hint of or or the suggestion of unbridled sexuality in The Exorcist certainly, and I think to an extent yeah with with Carrie where where the mother finally admits that she she gave in to her passion and oh yeah and, and, and I, I liked it, it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> And, but you know, I, I and then I she has her own ecstasy moment in the end when uh, when Carrie yes. like throws all the knives at her and she you know and she dies like Saint Stephen you know like those pictures of like you know s- martyred saints who are like their eyes are rolled back in ecstasy. So, I mean that, we have to do the Catholicism episode too. That's um, a long episode. Just oh, that's probably like more than one episode. Good but, Lord, yeah. but I loved that 
tableau, like that, that, you know, of Piper Laurie, you know, like with all the knives, like, you know, having, you know, looking just like all of these lurid religious paintings that she had all over her walls, you know, like the final ecstasy in bloodletting, you know. Blood, did you blood. did either one of you see the new? Did you see the new Carrie? The the the, the shot for shot like I'm like, not watching that shit. It well, was shot for shot. It, it was a woman that directed, I believe. Yeah, oh. but it but it was but it was shot for shot. It wasn't particularly. I, the only thing she did, it I wasn't think, a was she added more no. blood. Speaking of blood, yeah. yeah, there was much more blood in that remake of Carrie, like the right. shower scene. But she really like, and I heard that the, that the edit was not what she had originally intended but the the edit was pretty much just it was shot for shot it was the same movie um so, yes i have a question okay so do you think carrie would have had sex with tommy ross if she had gone out with him because he invited her out after the prom like if she would have been able to go out with him after the prom do you think he could have talked her into would he have though because i think he was sort of like seeing her in a new light like you know he had done it as a favor he brought her to the prom and then he was starting to have kind of feels for her but i don't know because I don't know that he would have. I don't know that he, he would have because there. because you know she she's she's now the idealized you know the slight curl in her hair and the mascara <laughs> to bring out her eyes you know just like Miss Collins lip, was saying the lip gloss Thank and you, Betty. and the and the dirty pillows dress um, you know he was seeing her differently and I think he would have. Um, treated her as you know the virginal. You know I'm not going it, to despoil her. It doesn't possible. matter because men don't matter in that movie. That, you know, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying, I got to keep their theory. All yeah. male characters are completely inconsequential in that movie. This movie's about Piper Laurie, Sissy Spacek, and fucking Betty Bugley, and the Mean Girls. And the Mean Girls. That's what it's about. I can't believe Edie McClurg was part of the Mean Girls, though. Mm. You know, because she was like in movies that you see her in. Oh, she's always the mom. Yeah. Or they're the, sec- or the school secretary, you know, with. That very, you know, but but in this movie, she's a mean girl. It's kind of funny. I'm really glad my mom got HBO for us. Mm. Okay, I'm going to just just talk about The Exorcist as a a child. Because so we were... What was that? What did you say? Seventy-seven. Uh, that was seventy-three. Seventy-three. Exorcist was seventy-three. The, the book was written. The the movie was in seventy-three. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So I was watching an HBO as a nine-year-old. So that was like seventy-eight or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, about, the, know, we're about the same age. Yeah. And so I would, you know, when you used to get the HBO guide, mm-hmm. very exciting. We didn't have that. Okay, well, my father was a drunk, so we were like, we want HBO. So we, she was like, let me see if I can get it hooked up for at least a month. Mm-hmm. So I would sneak down to watch all these yeah. movies. I'm going to tell you that I wished I had not seen The Exorcist at that age. Wait, hmm. remind me, how old were you then? Like, like nine, nine. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, saw yeah. It, I saw it really young, too. Me I saw too. it really young, too. I, and my mom was like, yeah, sure, watch it. So we, I grew up in an 1851. <laughs> that oh, was your free mother, range. right. My I mother would so killed much, me. There was so much free-range parenting in the 70s, though. My mother was, like, asleep. My part, no. My, I mean, with, with my mom, it wasn't that she was asleep. It wasn't that she was, like, I mean, there, was, there was some free-range parenting going on. But, like, she just absolutely was, like, when it came to horror or science fiction, she absolutely let us watch whatever 
whatever the fuck Betty's we wanted. Betty's fu- is a fucking first class, number one nerd from way back. She yeah. gets props from mother. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. True. that's true. But yeah, no, but I mean, I saw it at a very young age. Um, I don't I, maybe maybe because I'd been exposed to so much weird shit at that yeah. point anyway. I, you know, I didn't have the visceral reaction to it um, that I did to even Nightmare on Elm Street, I think, huh. like really messed me up more than The Exorcist that's did. Interesting. As as I've grown older and, and watched it, watched the gone back to watch The Exorcist, I can definitely appreciate the slow boil of that movie um, and the, the dread of that movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I love I it. It's, it's, I find, I find it more depressing than terrifying. As a nine or 10 year old. Well, sure. Okay. So what happened to me was I thought I was going to be possessed. When oh. you, when you, so I had lived like, in this big farmhouse. My room was away from everyone else's. Yeah. And it had a fire escape. Mm-hmm. And my brothers used to torture me with this. And I don't, I didn't sleep for months. Huh. I read the Narnia Chronicles with my flashlight. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I, I really had a severe reaction to it. Mm. I remember watching the movie with my dad. You did? I did. Interesting. Yeah. That is, really? I was his buddy. As like, a young, very when I young was a little, person. When I was a little huh. kid, I like we were, I, you know, we did, we, <laughs> one of the things we bonded over were um, movies and it was, it was good because he was there to remind me that it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, but my dad also was listening to like Black Sabbath and, you know, stuff like that too. And, he, and like that, you know, he's like, this is Black Sabbath. Here, listen to this, you know. Well, my and, parents were watching Lawrence Welk because they're fucking ancient. So <laughs> my mom had me when I, she was 41, which is 1969. I want to get like a cape, like her. <laughs> I just want to walk oh, around. Oh, yeah. Like, shouldn't we just walk around a small New her England town with like a yeah, Bible? Yeah. I want yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a Hyper cape. Lori. I will well, and then, and then and then Betty Buckley as uh, all hail she wore some satin and uh, but velour. no but Betty Buckley ended up playing the Piper Laurie character in the musical version of what? Carrie. There's a musical version of this. Movie? See, this is yes. What? This, this is this is a true story. I. Betty Buckley Betty Buckley was in uh, a musical called The Mystery of Edwin Drood and my junior year in high school our drama club did our annual trip to New York and we would see like two shows and one of them was The Mystery of Edwin Drood and I had just missed Betty Buckley she had left the production and Donna Murphy took over and Donna Murphy was wonderful but Betty Buckley had just left the production to join the uh, to start rehearsals for Carrie and there was a big ass billboard like, like in Times Square or sort of off Broadway and I was on the bus and I saw the billboard for Carrie the musical and I'm like they're making a musical out of fucking Carrie now this is before the trend of like taking movies and turning them into musicals this is like the mid to late 80s and it bombed it was like it was one of the it was one of the biggest bombs in Broadway. Oh, now history. I have to see it. It was one of the biggest bombs in Broadway history. And but Betty Buckley was in it. She played the Piper Laurie character. That's amazing. In in, in Carrie the musical and and the show bombed. And it's it's been in Boston a couple of times. Speakeasy did it. And I, I I've always said that like 
Someone need, they tried to revive it in New York, and it still didn't do well. I, I always said it's the sort of show that a small theater company needs to do, and un- unfortunately, I didn't see the production um, in Boston that, that that Speakeasy did. But I mean, but this is this just yeah. So Betty Buckley ended up playing the the, the hyper religious mother in the musical version of Carrie, and I'm always shocked that people didn't know there was a musical. I'm just because I'm and such that a theater. Betty nerd. Buckley. And the, played yeah, the mother. And Betty Buckley played I the mother. If we can I'm just that. amazed. Oh, I'm how, sure you can find it. Yeah. How much dimension there is to this Betty Buckley person? Because what? yeah. Oh, Betty Buckley. She's, Let's just she's also a mention a shout out to Linda Blair. Oh hell yeah! Appearing yes. in 1980, season one of Murder She Wrote. Well, and then, an and then and then Exorcist Two, the 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 wow. uh, the heretic that. Um, should not have been made. That never should have been made. Never should have been made. Um, have you been to the stairs? Has anyone been I to have the been stairs? to the stairs. Okay, thank you very much. I have much. been Excellent. to the staircase. That was my little pilgrimage. I had a pilgrimage there as well. <laughs> we are losers. I know. <laughs> I'm just watching y'all. <laughs> Nerding I'm, all over. And I drove oh, please. There. I'm getting an education. I, I think I want to go yes. to the stairs. See, I think I went I because went I was on a business conference. It was one of the times I was on a conference. Conference to, to the DC yeah. area, so and I and I did um, my, my pilgrimage to the. I had a girlfriend mm-hmm. at the end of my drinking days, yeah. and um, I th- she was like twenty, and I was thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Good for fucking me. Yeah. yeah. So she you. was like. Didn't yeah, know. Double major. Blah, blah, yeah, yeah. She didn't know what she was doing. So we drove from Boston to Georgetown, and all I wanted to do was drink whiskey and sit on the exorcist on the, on the steps. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, well, I am the president of the French club. I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I just came here to sit I on the steps, I came here to drink, girl. <laughs> I came here to drink on the steps. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You're going to die up there. Do you know they have a workout? Did you notice at the bottom of the stairs, some Georgetown students have to divide it's called the Exorcist Workout, and it's the so Karis, many. The Karis so, tumble, yes, so many. <laughs> the Karis tumble. Like when we fling ourselves on the he, bed. Okay, let us speaking about him for just exercise. a second. What, Father Karis? Okay, so he's an interesting character. Right? I like Father Karis in because that movie. he is. He's priest, torn. He's torn. But he's a psychiatrist. And yeah. he's a boxer. And he's a rationalist. Yeah. So it's that it's that science versus faith. Poor bastard. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked him, and the, the, I was always a see. Fan. I I was Team Marin because um because uh, ah interesting. Max von Sydow looks exactly like my paternal grandfather in that movie, and 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 Max wasn't even that old when they made that movie. If if you look at how old he actually was when they made The Exorcist, they just aged him. They did because he was in Flight of the Condor with Robert Redford around around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, he did not look old like, and that. he's still with us. Okay, job less, um, but he looks just, <laughs> just like my paternal grandfather. So th- I think that's the thing that freaked me out about that movie more than anything was just like, oh my god, he looks just like Grandpa McColgan. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I, I liked Marin. <laughs> Marin. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Pazuzu, Pazuzu. And then, okay, what else is like that odd, you know, when you get that flash of the demon with the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, death, mas- like, the death mask scenes. Oh, yeah. so, 
what a what a that film's a masterpiece. Oh, it absolutely is. It Holly, absolutely all is. All these it's years so, later, I feel like, I never get tired of watching it. I always find something new about it, and so you know, watching it again recently with the whole idea of um, you know the 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 burgeoning womanhood as as monstrous you know menstruation as monstrous not um, only destroying others but ultimately destroying the woman as well i mean you you know so well and and in in reagan's case it's like literally breaking her down and like you know t- changing her from right. this delightful little girl into this like postulating pig-like beast that makeup was an unreal that was in, some in that, at that makeup. time yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. It still is. It's but I, I recently watched it, too. I, I have a hard time getting through it. But I feel uh, like there's so many disturbing scenes in that movie. I if When people say to me, what do you think is the scariest movie? And I, yeah. I'm going to say The Exorcist every time for me. What are you going to say? Uh, of the these? scariest? No, of, 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 of just what do you, what, what is, what do you? I would say The Exorcist, even though it didn't have the same effect on me that it does, that it does you. Right, right. Um, because it covers so much and it is such a slow boil of it a movie. Sure is. So like by the end of the movie, you are just like, you are filled with dread, you know, you just, as, as this movie proceeds and. Is, and, and and again, is there redemption? I don't I don't think there's really any redemption in that movie either. No, these don't scare me as much as things having to do with mental health. <laughs> so you know, people in my life they ask me, Yin, why do you like horror movies so much? Because I love horror movies. Yeah, same. And and I feel like the stuff. Just why I, I have a podcast, right? <laughs> no, horror movies are great because on the screen I'm seeing things that are playing out that are not real horrors and there are so many real real horrors out there right that i i go to horror movies to escape the real and that's that seems Mm -hmm. to come up like in every episode you talk about the real world is frightening enough so you process um in a way it's a way to process that's interesting and 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 a lot of people look at me i mean y'all call me a hippie and stuff so but it's true you know they're like you're you know so i'm a massage therapist oh good i have a bachelor's degree in psychology (laughs) did you bring the table no i have a chair in my car great um and i i recently became a certified hypnotist we can talk about hypnotism in the exercise let's get hypnotized right now You will listen to my voice and only my voice for the Not next. Right you have a good voice for hypnotism. I'm so, totally doing this. So, um, so anyhow, they look at me and they're like, "Oh, you're this like therapeutic person and this mm-hmm. and this." And I'm like, "Yeah, I love horror movies." And they're like, you know, like yeah. the record the records, and, yeah, yeah. And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's where I put it." Horror touches <laughs> like it, it. It horror movie fandom goes across like all Barrett. It's all interesting. Lines. Isn't There's it? so many different. Like, you, you would never expect. People, you would look at somebody and think, no. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously, I wear it on my sleeve, so it doesn't surprise sleeve. people. I let him. <laughs> It's worn all over you. I know. Oh, there's a baby Nosferatu right there. I love oh. your baby Nosferatu. Yeah. yeah time oh, did you bring Nosferatu? Of course. Yeah, I forgot to put time. You have a Nosferatu? This, this is my mother. Yes, my mother made me. This is this is the oh. mascot. And Betty's this the is best. Mom, so mom, mom made me Tiny Nosferatu. She's also oh. made me a Cthulhu. Oh, that one oh. was really good. But but Tiny Nosferatu is the mascot for baby. Stay Scary. Oh, so we'll have to get a picture out. of you guys. Baby with, Nosferatu. With tiny, and we'll put the picture up on the Facebook page. I 
that's movies a plug that, that, for the Facebook. We're on Facebook. Man, on your Twitter. mom's cool. That movie, <laughs> that movie always <laughs> Dude, your mother is so cool. Shout out to Betty Shout Buckley and Betty, Betty McColgan. Betty McColgan. <laughs> if your first name is Betty, you're pretty much yeah. okay. Betty Boop. Betty, Betty White. Betty, Betty White. White. Yeah, fuck it. Let's not go down this. We'll yeah, get but, <laughs> I, I, I'm a I'm a more of a B. Arthur person myself. <gasps> oh, but, sure. B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Yeah. But, you know, Nosferatu, he was in like stealth mode the whole, like he, I don't know how he caught anybody because he always moves so slow in that movie. In, in Nosferatu. Yeah. Now, which yeah. Nosferatu, Nosferatu do you like best? The, the original? Oh, the first one. The black and white The original one. silent. One. But yeah. don't you sort of have a perverse mm. enjoyment of the one from the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. It's so bright. It's, it's so like, 70s. It's not a hammer. It's so it? 70s. It's not a hammer production, is it? I saw, uh, no, I don't think that's a hammer production, but that's another episode. I want to do oh. an episode just about the hammer studios. <sighs> And I really like, like your. I like, really this will like never end, Lisa. <laughs> I think it's so oh yeah, well that's the thing yeah. that you can come up with so many different, yeah. so many different ways to to view um, horror movies through the lens of all of these different themes. And I, I feel like did we we talked we covered a lot of menstrual stuff in here. You know, I just want to make I, sure that we're, we're you know like we're the staying most, we more or less. Yeah, we talked the about the men's roles in these movies, the women's roles in these movies, mom the, and dad issues, the terror, the terror of. Of the 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 gaping wound. Ooh, I have a question for all of you. Okay. Okay. So we, this is like we did that little poll. Like, what's your scariest movie? Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to pick a superpower after you had gotten your period, what do you think that oh, was? Telekinesis. What yeah. was what was your what was your superpower was that you got after you got your period? After I got my period, um, I lost some I lost some power. I think not. And and I don't know if it was just I don't know that menstruation necessarily had to do with it, but puberty. And I was bullied around 12 and 13. And so I lost a lot of um, internal fire and lost my sense of self, which is going back to that book, um, um, Reviving Ophelia. Um, And it was a few years before I I got my mojo back. Um, So I think... Like what? What became my superpower? Um, when I did get it back, I think my sense of I I do not give a fuck what you think about me anymore. I mean, which is not entirely true because uh, you know I'm also a recovering alcoholic, and I think you know I think self esteem and narcissism has plays a role in that. But definitely, I I got back my I'm going to dress the way I want I'm going to embrace my weirdness um, Interesting. I think that was sort of my superpower if I could choose what my <laughs> telekinesis would be would be pretty good sobriety is a huge superpower it's so wicked and, it's, and, I, and I also feel like too it requires a lot of self examination it, in order to maintain it you you have to be pretty freaking ruthless about your motives you're like constantly every examining day. every yeah. day you're you're examining your having motives. to face this world straight that's tough yeah well that's, i mean but yeah. but, and, but that's why it's you know better than where we were yeah. in episode two you know we were we were sort of talking about how for a lot of recovering addicts and alcoholics it, it you're you're getting that thrill from you're yes. getting that adrenaline surge. You're getting you're getting the hit without being an asshole, as I said. You get the hit without being an asshole. So so for me, for instance, like I'm going through a lot of stress right now. Right. So I think you're right. So there's a a place inside of addicts where we need to 
we're running and gunning all the time. Mm-hmm. When I, I'll speak for myself. When I was drinking and drugging, you're just like, you don't even know what's happening to you. You're just waking up places. You're doing stuff. I believe that is for me. You know, I'm I'm a lesbian now. While I might not have known I was a dyke, like. I think I, looking back on my life, I always knew, mm-hmm. you know, and I had five brothers. I wanted to be a boy, bah, 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 you know, my mother couldn't get a dress on me. And when I got my period, period, I did feel betrayed by my, I didn't want these titties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I wanted, and all of a sudden my mom was like, I couldn't have my best boy. My friends were all boys. Mm-hmm. Not all, but. And I didn't understand why I could have Mary sleep over, but Glenn couldn't sleep over. Right. I had no interest in what was between Glenn's legs. Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was my first kiss, my first peck, and my first Somewhere Frenchie. out there, Glenn is uh, Oh, Glenn crying. will never hear Glenn. this. He's Mormon now. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Anywho. You turned him Mormon. <laughs> um, I feel like betrayed by my period because all my girlfriends... Um, they were interested in boys and the thing, and I and was your like, period didn't do that. For and you. I want to play sports, and and so you know, I what I did, um, I faked it. Mm-hmm. So everyone thought I was very popular in high school. Like I was the prom, I was the lesbian prom queen. Get out of town, lesbian Lewiston prom queen. High School, nineteen eighty-seven. Um, I didn't know you were the prom queen. Oh fuck yeah! And yes, there was more than two people at our school. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated I with over four hundred and fifty people. You have? A, do you have a picture of this? I want to see. Yeah, you, you, need to send, you need to send that picture, and we'll put it on the Facebook page. I have many pictures. I love that. So um, I love that. That's awesome. I sort of feel like I pretended. I had I love I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He was the prom king. I loved him. Yeah, he was a gracious boy in the eighties, and didn't we did everything. But I was so my period made me because my mother gave me no information about anything. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of getting pregnant. Right, and I was also afraid it was going to hurt. Now in the eighties, in the early eighties, not every girl was banging their boyfriend. Either. Right, this is a different time we live in now. Um, so I went to college, and that was a terrible. I came out, and we were. I went to an all girls school in Virginia, and we were pushed out. And so I moved to the city when I was nineteen to be around my brother, who was gay, and mm-hmm. other people. And but honestly, I don't feel that I got my power mm-hmm. back until I was thirty-eight years old. Huh. And I was single. Lesbians love a string of fucking monogamous long-term relationships. <laughs> if you wanted to get with me, if I broke up with someone, you had about twenty to forty-eight hours <laughs> before I had you hauled it the up. The U-Haul, to yeah. And that's the also fern, a, the fern and the fucking, cat and the U-Haul tennis racket. That's also. <laughs> A um, lesbian stereotype is like, what does a lesbian bring to the first date? Yeah, U-Haul. A fucking U-Haul, man. Like, <laughs> but I think that's also was part of my alcoholism. I can't oh, be sure. alone. I can't yeah, be alone. Can't be I alone. need someone to help me, save me. You're going to fill the hole in more ways than one. So when I was 38, <laughs> um, I had broken up with someone I had been engaged to for a long time. And I had my first um, casual sex. Wow. 
And then I went on a spree, a drunken sex spree with men and women for nine months. But that was the first time that I felt my own sexual power Mm -hmm. as a woman. I was 38 years old. Damn. Wow. So what's my superpower now? Fucking look at me. Now that, now that you're young, you are a superpower. Yes, you, you are. are. Walking uh, you're a force in, in now, now that now that now that you um, now that you've been rendered as dry and arid as dry, the Sahara, with no fucks to give. I, you know what? I just turned fifty on June thirtieth, and I am goddamn delighted. About mm. it, I'm delighted. I'm not having my period anymore. I'm glad I'm an older mother. Right. I have two. I have a four-year-old and a something-month-old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. How old is he? I don't know. We just. He's just. I'm bad. still. I still can't get get over the fact that Wyatt all of a sudden became like a, like a, a kid, like a boy. Yeah. I mean, like when did I'm Wyatt telling be- you that motherfucker is going to be in Pippin. All right. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Is, is he? Is he a the? Is he prone to theatrics? Oh, prone. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. All right. Well, we really fucked up this podcast. <laughs> oh no, we didn't. <laughs> No, no, no! This is this is. Thank you for been, having this me. This has been goddamn Are delightful. Are you kidding me? I'm getting an education here. Oh I'm like, wow. man, Lisa, how do you what, do? We wrap. How do we keep going? You wrap it no, up. No, we'll the, just we'll just wrap it up. I mean, you know, usually I have people on that have something to promote. I don't know if I oh, you have anything. Uh, um, yin, yin and I, Yin and I were birthed from the same uh, podcast this. class. Well, we're, we're actually we'll, in a we'll, womb right now. And we'll this, props. Yeah, we're yeah. we're in heaven. We're in we're in Heather Mack's virtual womb. Um, this is great. <laughs> props I really to Heather Mack. This is a intro- I'm really glad that you didn't chose to do something with your time. That was hard period for you. Yeah. Period. And um, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm still kind of incubating Her some podcast. ideas. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but, I, it, it, but it, if I do, it's kind of leaning in the direction of stress reduction and yeah, no. meditation. Yeah. I, well, I'm just thank you for inviting me because I was. Um, I watch all of Lisa's doings from afar, um, but we, we. Uh, but now you are near. Well, I am. You know, my mother's dying in my home of hospice, so I am experiencing a horror movie in yeah. real time. Of, yeah. In real time. So when I um, I don't like to try new things, and I don't like to try things that I'm not good at. That's a typical op- oh, alcoholic please. thing too. Like I have to be good at it. If I'm not good at it, I'm very black and white. There's no gray. Right. Right. So I was like typed to Lisa like I volunteer and then I thought what are you doing so I was terrified yeah it's it's uh, and I get it I get it it's it's we don't like change you know we don't like doing new things and 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 helped me to move through a fear well and honestly this was something I'd always toyed with and and it wasn't until and we'll do another shout out to Heather Mack who does um uh, she she teaches a podcast class and and Ian and I took it here at Malden Access thank you Heather and thank you Heather and and Heather's so proud of us um but she does a fucking fantastic podcast called Make It Stop, where they listen to terrible records and oh, then just like eviscerate that. them track Bad by track. Songs. I was oh, a guest. God. I was a guest oh, on that. That must have been delightful. That was the, yeah, we did. We did Chris Gaines. We did. Remember when uh, Garth Brooks had his Chris Gaines alter ego? We did that record. We did that record. It was fun. It was fun. Um, but yeah, Heather Mack is a fabulous, fabulous teacher. She really uh, gave us like the soups and nuts and she empowered me with the knowledge that I needed, you know, because I wouldn't have, I would not have like researched how to do this on my own, even though I'm right. a researcher by nature. Um, 
But yeah, and she's offering the class here again at Malden Access in September. I'm not sure the exact dates, but if you guys are in the area, um, it's like forty bucks. Forty bucks well spent. Wow, forty it's bucks totally well spent. Worth it's like three it weeks. To take it. Um, yeah. become a member of Malden Access Television. Um, you get a discount on the actual classes here. You yep. can take this. You could take the podcasting class and other things. That and they you have, have access to this podcast studio and, and recording equipment for free. And and I would say that if if any if you have if you if your town if your town to investigate if your town has you know um, uh, you know community access, it's it's a fucking great resource. And we don't want to lose this research. No, resource. not resource. Yeah. In, in Malden or, or anywhere. Um, you know, my brother came up through the ranks of community television, too. And now he's a CEO at PBS. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, so he, he got all of his experience and training in community community television and then worked his way up. And, and now he's like, he's PBS guy. Plug I, for, well, plug you know, for Mountain, plug the, for Mountain um, View. I think it's Mountain, Mountain View, PBS in Plattsburgh. Oh, thanks, we're Lisa. Wrap this up. Well, thank you guys so much. And, and thank Yandy, you, Lisa. Yeah, all right. And, and uh, that will uh, just like us on, uh, let's see, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're on Podbean. We're on Stitcher. Uh, give us a five-star rating. It does help, especially with iTunes. The algorithm algorithms are such that the more five-star ratings you get, the higher you appear on uh, on on the search engine. I don't, I'm not exactly sure how that works. We have a Facebook page, Stay Scary Pod. We're also on Twitter. And uh, that's about it for now. And stay scary. Stay scary.